Digit, a BFRB podcast. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Fidget, a podcast for your BFRB toolbox. Today, I have the honor of, uh, you know, bringing on Susan to our our episode. Uh, Susan, I just want to compliment you. I love the carpet in your living room. It's great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think there's popcorn over on the corner there. <laughs> It's a wide angle on this app for some reason. No, no, no. So that carpet, it reminds me so much of like a carpet that I had growing up. And that's like exactly the the pattern that I would have like my little Lego like battles on in this geometric. I mean, for the listeners at home, you guys are really missing out on this sweet like X geometric. It's like <laughs> like a checkerboard, uh, like, but more checkerboard. Yeah, anyway. yeah, so yeah. we'll put it on our Patreon, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All that to say is, Susan, I'm so excited to to talk to you today. Oh, thank you, thank you so much for having me and inviting me. I'm I'm honored to be here. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I it, it just as a <laughs> BFRB podcast, uh, Susan. Do you wanna? Yeah, just. Just start with yeah. Um, yeah, your your BFRB story. Well, I mean, I, I, it's so interesting to learn about this. I um, through Adele, I I basically didn't ever think that there, you know, there would be a label for this. It just, you know, it's just like it was always just a bad habit. It's just a bad habit that you know your mother always reminded you of. Stop, you know stop chewing your nails, stop picking your lips. And it's like, oh, picking your lips. Well, that's a different one. Not a lot of people have, have that one in their <laughs> toolkit or whatever. Um, I, and that is, yeah, that's, that's my, my bad habit of choice. I guess I'll call it for now. Um, um, it's, it's just really strange because uh, since I've learned about, about this, um, I have really, started to dissect this whole situation and this, this little bad habit that I do. And I, and it's, it's sort of, you know, I'm shining the light on it and it, it's giving it a whole different like meaning and perspective and, oh my goodness, this is really strange. Like I think for many years it you know may have developed over, I don't know, when you're a kid, I guess maybe, you know, you had some, some horrific thing happened that was a little bit shaming or what have you. I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm not alone in that. And, uh, and just maybe dealing with things it, it developed. I don't actually remember. I just remember that it's not something that I would ever do in front of anybody else. It was, it was always Mm. hidden and, you know, growing up and stuff like that. And, and the, the first time I actually remember somebody commenting was my mom and, and I must have been, I don't know, maybe nine or 10 years old. And she said, Susan, if I see you picking your lips one more time, I'm going to just come over there. And well, then I, I forget what the end of that sentence was, but it probably wasn't great. And, and I was just, hor- I was mortified because she saw me. Right. And, and, and obviously she, it means that she had seen me so many times before and and when i thought you know it was just something hidden right so um yeah that i'll just yeah that was the beginning yeah <laughs> oh my goodness oh wow thank you um, yeah that <clears throat> that sounds that sounds really heavy and it, it's you know it's amazing how like even as like little kids we like behaviors get like coded in shame and like we pick up on these things um and like we just know you know this is not something we're supposed to do in front of people like how how did we learn that how did you know that's such like a complicated like interaction between people right like this is something that it's okay to do when no one sees Mm -hmm. or it's like i i feel like i have to do only by myself and like like that i don't know wow it's strange yeah and you know when i actually think back on the history of this because you know i mean i'm 57 years old and i still to this day 
um, struggle with this from time to time. I, um, although more light is shed on it and I am, I'm so much more aware of the emotions around it and the, maybe some of the triggers that perpetrate it and, and stuff for many years, it, it was an invisible thing that just happened once in a while. I can't really remember ever thinking about it in the past. It, I, I think that the only thing was that it was something I did to um, for a soothing mechanism of some sort. I, 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 I felt relief from some kind of um, psychological or emotional pain that I was going through in my life over the many years and um yeah i guess it just it it felt like a friend or i you know that i don't know it's a strange sort of to think about that you know when you're um when you're doing that when you're picking right and and stuff so um yeah and 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 you know and the thing the one thing that i that i I really have to acknowledge too about the human body and, and stuff is because, you know, I mean, your lips are your lips. I mean, you, you kiss with them, you talk with them, they're out there, they're open, they're in the public. And I would, I would always be so amazed that if I, if I sort of, you know, went a few days or a week without touching them or fixating on them at all, that they would just like all of a sudden start healing and just be so beautiful and stuff. And, um, and so I, I just, I was always just so grateful for that, even though the habit still came back. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I completely relate to, to that feeling of, of awe of how the body recovers. I sometimes think about that when, you know, maybe I've gone a few a few months or something and my hair is growing back and it's sort of like, oh, it's still it's still the same. It's still growing. Back. It's still persisting, you know, like it's so far it hasn't been like, OK, I'm not going to try anymore. Um, and it's. Sometimes I find that's a, a real source of um, courage because it's like, well, my body's going to continue working with me. I can also continue working with it. And, you know, even if sometimes it takes longer for it to recover, I sort of can recognize that feeling of, uh, sometimes it's like a feeling of one, oneness, like my hair is all, it's all one. It, I'm, it's all part of me as opposed to, you know, this is a separate thing that I am, that I am distinguishing from myself, uh, which is often the way I look at my hair when I'm, when I'm pulling it. So I think that's, that's really beautiful. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a good perspective for sure. I, mm. I also so relate to, um, you know, you talked about, yeah, the, 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 the beauty in healed lips, like, you know, when my, when my hands, um, uh, like they would be covered in cuts for so long and uh, yeah, those, those brief windows, you know, those, those, points when you know maybe I'm on vacation or it's Christmas time and like I'm just surrounded by family and no stress and you know for like three days they they completely heal and yeah it's just how beautiful just how simple it is like how normal it is for everyone else not everyone else but like so many people just take it so for granted mm-hmm. and yeah ah beauty like just oh yeah. my goodness like seriously right yeah this reminds me of a thought I have every time I have a stomach ache (laughs) which is when I start having a stomach ache like oh my gosh this is so uncomfortable I wish I appreciated not having a stomach ache when because that's the majority of the time but for some reason I only think about that when I get a stomach ache and it's like oh you know I feel like that's a lost opportunity for (gasps) celebrating feeling good and I think sometimes that can happen with my hair too. It's like, okay, the beginning of healing. Oh, I'm I'm so excited. I'm so happy, proud of it. And then maybe that goes for a while and I sort of start taking it for granted. Like, oh, this is normal now. This is the new normal until then I have a relapse. And then it's like, mm, yeah. oh, 
I think for so long was such a lonely feeling for me with no one to explain that to. Um, and then I think, yeah, Adele, when we first met and, you know, we, we talked about it doesn't hurt when we, you know, engage in our BFRB. It, it's, it's not hurt. It's for sure not it's hurt. Not you know, hurt. how, you know, how do you explain that to people? Um, yeah. And that's the thing that it, it, it like baffles me, but yeah, like just, hearing you you talk just now Susan like I just feel so connected to that that thing you were describing um, because it's something that I didn't I didn't even know to describe it myself you know I, I I never put words to it because I never had to put words to it and I never wanted to put words to it because I never told anyone about it right <laughs> so it was just this feeling that was like floating in my body without a, a label right without a home oh um, that is so oof. yeah that's amazing and i and oh my gosh yeah i totally relate to that especially from the point of view of like pulling out your hair like everyone who's ever gotten their legs waxed thinks of pain when they pull out their well you know they associate that that with pain and um and that is something that sometimes I just, yeah, I I sort of forget that other people have pain when they pull out the hair from the top of their head. But I'm trying to remember now where this story came from. It might have come out at the conference, the BFRB conference. Um, someone was saying how in biology class, they were asked to pull out a hair to put it under the microscope. And for this person, this was a trigger for the beginning of their trichotillomania. Uh, because all of a sudden they were looking at their their hair, the root of their hair, their follicle in a certain way. And um, I guess it sort of prompted the beginning of this relationship. But um, yeah, I uh, I think on top of the, the, the different relationship to pain, the um, Susan, you, you've used the word friend a few times now. And um, that is a word. I don't think I've specifically used friend, but I do sometimes personify my trick in that I think of it as something that's sitting with me um so when I'm working on something or or thinking through something I haven't really found a different friend <laughs> that is quite as effective at sitting with me through like difficult uh decision making or difficult problem solving and yeah I just I think this conversation is making me think a lot about the relationship aspect of trick, which I haven't really, or trick or BFRBs, um, which I hadn't really thought about, but like going back to what you were saying, Jason, about coding behavior as a child, I like, I can, it's almost like trick for me was a bit of a, of this imaginary friend that's like sitting with me. And like walking with me along these complicated life experiences, right? And so it's really hard to say goodbye to something like that. Seriously, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It, so, S Susan, do you feel like, um, yeah, kind of learning of this 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 term, and you know, you're you're starting that dissection process, like. Uh, how do you feel like your relationship with your BFRB has changed recently, if if it has? Um, yeah, it, it it has changed a bit. I mean, I'm I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to look at it as a as an in a in a different way, like just you know focus on um, maybe being grateful for the friendship that was, but how I'd like to see that friendship develop into, a, you know, a different, something different. And, uh, um, and just, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think it's about really when I, and I have really searched for, to try and figure this out to, to, to mention this today is I, I, I really do think that um, it's about loving for me, it's about loving myself and um, and 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 doing good things to make me feel good about myself. You know, um, when things are going good and and feeling and I'm feeling really 
good about myself, it's maybe it's not so much that I really need to rely on that old brand or habit. Um, I, I guess I'm still sorting that out. I'm still trying to figure that out. But um, yeah, there was one thing I was going to say, and I think I just lost it. But um, you know, just in the, the this last COVID year, where we have where there's been a lot of, str- I mean, ultimately, uh, you know, that relationship ended last June. So that was very stressful and it was all right in the center of COVID. And so all of a sudden we've got masks. And so, you know, I was using the, oh, it's stressful. Oh, everybody's down. Oh, it's a reason to really, nobody can see anyways, because I'm, I, you know, I'm masked up and stuff mm. like that um, to kind of lose some kind of self-love, I think. I don't know. Um, I'm still sorting that out. But I do believe that at the crux of it all, there is, it's, there's, there's something about the way I feel about myself that, mm-hmm. um, that has something to do with that. So yeah. I'm still trying to sort it out. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I sort of on this and also I wanted to circle back to um, something you mentioned earlier about like, you know, at the, maybe the beginning of of this new relationship, um, like you were so happy and you were so like, everything's so good. Like what is there to complain about? You shouldn't, you know, you know, everything is so good. What do you have to complain about that? I, that was something I can absolutely relate to of this like like policing of emotions like this like gatekeeping of what I'm allowed and not allowed to feel is I think yeah really 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 strange so so for me um I think my my BFRB my scratching really intensified when I was in university and uh I was at a time in my life where I was honestly, I was really happy. Like I was so like, I'm like living by myself. Like I think, yeah, I had started a new relationship. I was like meeting all these new friends. I was like a part of this club. Like I was just so like, this is so happy all the time. Yet, why am I scratching my hands? Like what is is going on here? And that really confused me. And I think only recently, like only I would say like within the last week have I kind of recognized how I've maybe I was like policing my emotions and thinking that, you know, Jason, you don't have the right to feel sad or you don't have the right to feel angry or upset comparing the life that I was having to um, like, I think maybe to my parents' lives. So um, Susan, you know, I, I mentioned to you earlier, both my parents immigrated from mainland China I think my dad was 30 when he came to Canada. He had no job. He had, you know, his education didn't transfer. He didn't have any friends here. He didn't have any money. He he had a wife and kid. Like he didn't have a language, you know, he couldn't interact in Canada. So when I hear my parents' story and I think about my own story, I'm like, Jason, what do you have to complain about? Your life is so easy. Your life is so good. You're, you know, this whole list of, you shouldn't feel, you should just be happy all the time, you know? And that was the pressure I was putting on myself to not feel any other emotion and just like, yeah. That is so, yeah. I think that's, there's tons of stuff that you just said that I just went bing with me. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, Just, okay, well, just, yeah, not allowing or allowing yourself or giving yourself the permission to to be okay with all of that yeah okay. i um i saw this sort of related in in the uh allowing allowing myself to feel certain ways <laughs> that i don't necessarily identify with which is or or that are maybe contrary to how i identify myself how i identify myself is often a people pleaser someone who's nice to everyone, someone who exceeds everybody's expectations, um, which is a lot of pressure to put on someone. Like if I saw 
like I would never expect that from anyone else. Right. Um, right. And lately, Susan, I mentioned this briefly on Monday when uh, we had the, we had a call. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I'm preparing my move to Europe and I'm doing it. You know, I have support from people, but ultimately I'm moving by myself. It's a big life change. And I've recently had this feeling that I just, there's not enough time for me to do the things I need to do and the things I want to do. And I don't know if that's true. It might not be true. It could be my anxiety just sort of saying, there's not enough time. There's not enough time. But either way, I had to sort of acknowledge that this week and say, you know what? Okay. I need to, I need to support myself here because I'm doing this on my own. (laughs) And it was a really big shift because I was getting, you know, like I have a community of people here and people I know more or less who are more or less close with and who like wanted, I think a lot of life is sort of choosing where you put your energy and where you put your time. And, um, and I had to acknowledge with myself and with these other people that, you know what, I, I just don't think we'll be able to see each other before I go. Like I can't, I can't promise that, you know, and because I have less than two months left left in Vancouver and I can't see every single person I know. Um, And it was really hard for me to, to actually, you know, and I said it in a nice way, (laughs) but the, I think allowing myself the permission to say, you know what, I don't know if we'll see each other before I go, but you know, we can always zoom. We can always talk. Like there are other ways. Um, I think I'm really looking forward to the relief. (laughs) I think I'm still sort of holding on to the, the guilt of doing that. And I haven't noticed a, you know, a decrease in my trick yet, but I, I know it's coming because I put so much pressure on, on that, um, on that role and was not allowing myself the space. So anyways, I, I think, And I think it connects to what you said, Susan, about self-love. Like, I think um, there's something there about, you know, yes, relationships are important, but your relationship to yourself is so important. And no one's going to stand up for you if you don't, you know? So serious. That is, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I learned last year anyways. But, you know, I, I... You know, when you turn yourself inside out for something that you want, you think is so perfect and it's so beautiful and all this kind of stuff I mean to come crashing down hard on that you know had I just given myself a bit more self-love throughout that process and maybe allowed myself to be a bit more realistic with you know my bad habits or my old friends or what have you instead of turning into something so perfect that there's only way, the only way, I mean, I had to fall off. I was on some kind of pedestal that was expected to be perfect. And I I had no other way out, but to fall off of it. So, you know, um, that's how I see it anyways. But um, but yeah, I don't think there was a lot of self-love going on there. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but anyways, well, yeah. Jason, I know I remember hearing about your self-love practice (laughs) recently, but um, so I'd love to hear you talk more about that. And, but then also Susan, if you have any self-love tips, I'm sort of gathering them (laughs) right now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I, as with all things in my life, I have a spreadsheet on this spreadsheet, there is a column. <laughs> in this column, every day I put in um, how it first started was, yeah, just something simple of like something I appreciated. Um, you know, I appreciate electricity, my warm bed, you know, like just one thing a day. Uh, and then at a certain point, it morphed into something I appreciated about myself and something I love about myself. And, uh, yeah, I think that was, again, a, um, a, a good, good evolution of things I appreciate in the world around me to something I appreciate about myself. And I, I think I was highlighting my, like, good qualities. Like, these are things that I, you know, I, Jason, I like how you're so enthusiastic. Jason, I like how you're such, like, um, you know, you, you ride your bike to work or, you know, something 
that you appreciated. And then I actually this year made a switch. Uh, I decided I wanted to say, Jason, I love these things that historically I would have seen as weaknesses, you know. Jason, I love that you take things too seriously. Jason, I love that you don't know how to say no. Jason, I love that, you know. Um, That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I think that was also a great step in in the journey and the evolution. And now, um, you know, I I don't, it's not necessarily kind of these negative things, you know, it kind of oscillates back and forth. Another thing I like about the spreadsheet is it like keeps me kind of gently accountable. Um, Sometimes I miss a week. Sometimes, honestly, I've missed months, right? But, you know, the next day is always an open cell for me to like, you know, like put in the next item, you know, and you can always, you can always start somewhere. Um, Mm, And then another thing aspect of this self-love practice that I think is really helpful is um yeah like seeing it as not like a a journal to myself but like just texting it to a friend so I actually have two friends that I have this like practice ongoing with where you know I just on Facebook will be like Hey, you know, friend, today I love that I am somebody who uh yeah is anxious, you know? And then uh, they'll do the same. Sometimes they forget. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes we both forget. It's totally fine. Um, but it's, yeah, just kind of, uh, a gentle push. Um, and so that's, that's kind of my self-love practice. I've, yeah, been doing it maybe two or three years. Again, there's probably periods of months where I've forgotten to do it, but that's okay. You know? You can always start somewhere. So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of my self-love practice. Oh, my gosh. That's really inspiring. That I love that you have a friend that – that's great. I just, yeah, would love to be able to – like, I I like that one a lot. You know, and then you feel like, you know, somebody else is hearing your your words Mm -hmm. and there's accountability happening there, and that's pretty cool. So I, I appreciate that. Susan, if you want to join the the self love train, I, I can always uh, message another person on Facebook every day. Do you write the same thing to all three people or all two people? Yeah, well, I wrote it of- into the spreadsheet and then I copy, paste, paste, oh, okay, paste. Okay, okay. Because so. that's a lot of things to think of every day. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> three things. Not that three much. Three things. <laughs> something that was recommended by Dr. Christie at the BFRB conference who uh, recommended having a BFRB accountability buddy so that when you're trying, so you choose one good habit that you're going to incorporate into your day. Maybe like for me, the one that I chose was every time I send an email, I'll take a sip of water. (laughs) And, and it's just like something that you're going to commit to. It's really tiny. You commit to it. But then if you have the accountability buddy, Every time you do that, you just send them, you just send them a heart and it's, and they know what it means. And so you send them a heart and they send you a heart back. And it's, um, it's just acknowledging and sort of celebrating that, oh, I'm doing this thing that I set up for myself to be, to be healthier, to, to take care of myself. And someone else is, you know, sending me love back for loving myself. So it's along the same lines. I haven't actually set the accountability part up. Because, I mean, the people in that workshop were just around the world and the time zones and like that kind of thing. But I, I do really like the idea of making it a team effort. No, I love that. I love that so much. And, you know, I have to say that I don't have, like, I I mean, I do. <laughs> Not that I don't have any self-love, you know, any of that. But what I don't, what I haven't gotten involved with yet is um, any um, support networks other than yourself Adele. and um and I think I know actually that this is paving the way for me to open that door I feel really confident and excited about that I think because I'm sure there's a lot of people that would be happy to 
be on the end of the, you know, the, on the receiving end or reciprocate that kind of accountability, um, love. So that's so exciting. That makes me really happy. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I do like to practice, like, for example, today and times when I'm feeling really overwhelmed, like before I go to work in the morning, when I know I've got a huge day and I'm kind of doing uh, a dance with a different dentist right now. So there's a lot of stress at work and I know I, I will get overwhelmed, but I will take, um, I'll take my gratitude sort of journal and I'll just um, sit down on, on my floor, right overlooking, you know, in the morning, overlooking my beach there and, and, <laughs> and do, and just, yeah, Zen and do my little prayer Zen thing. And I'll just speak out loud and I'll, and I'll just say, you know what? I'm so grateful for all, all the beautiful people who have come into my world and whatever it might be at the time. And just, you know, kind of, yeah, ask for that inspiration or strength or whatever it is that I'm that I'm needing and it. I always it always works. It always makes me just like, okay, let's move forward here. Yeah. So. Mm. I remember when you so when I was on the island last summer, last spring, and was that when you started collecting the heart rocks? Yeah. Was how do you does that fit into this what you just described is that a separate project I mean that was just so meaningful to me to just watch you do that yeah thank you Adele and you know like I I have I have some upstairs and they sit right over there and they kind of you know they kind of just look at the house up here (laughs) kind of like my (laughs) and then I have a group of them sitting downstairs and you know every once in a while and I haven't collected any well, I see them everywhere and they're all in a pile ready to be painted and stuff, but it's true. They have such a, a special value in like just such a special meaning. And um, every once in a while when, you know, something happens to a friend or a loved one that I just want to lift up or just give a little bit of love to, I'll part with one of my rocks and give them away. <laughs> They're very well received. I've only given away three minus the ones I gave to you, but it, it's hard to part with them. So, you know, but it's like, you know, just giving a piece of my heart away to, and yeah, they mean that much. They're just full of energy. So mm. that's a, that's a practice that will never go away. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um, I I'm reminded um Susan have you read Harry Potter? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm reminded of I think it's in the last book where they go to Shell Cottage. I think that's where Ron's older brother lives and um like Dobby just died and they're like very Wait, Dobby. spoiler alert. <laughs> get over it sorry folks um anyways it, i think it's at shell cottage where like i think you know there's some symbolism of like the it's like their safe house and you know like i think in the movie like the the house is all like embedded with all the shells that they've like mm-hmm. collected and it's also kind of, yeah, just like a, you know, like the definition of a home, you know, just a nice, <laughs> safe place where you're protected. There's a bubble from all the Death Eaters. They can't find you there. <laughs> Definitely what you want to run your house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of what my, uh, like some practices that I have and actually something that I started a few weeks ago, but I'm starting to, well, I think it's good, but uh, anyways, I'll explain it first. So um, I started seeing a counselor and I, I talked to her one day a little bit about, well, we talked a lot about, again, going back to the expectations I set for myself and perfectionism and that kind of thing. And, um, and sort of how upset with myself I get when I do some, when I don't meet or exceed expectations and it's not good enough. Um, 
And I remember those moments so vividly, like I know, and I feel it and it affects me very deeply when I know that I've let someone down. And then I was explaining to her, but yeah, there, I don't know, the times when I have exceeded expectations, I like don't really focus on them too much. Like I kind of forget the details sometimes. They kind of just, that's just like the normal, that like, it's almost like I'm not allowing myself to celebrate them because that's just the, the benchmark. Um, and she's like, okay, well, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> and she's like, you know, I, I think maybe you don't remember them because you don't focus on them. Like you really, you're not giving them the, the time and the space to sort of let them sink in. So she gave, she gave me this idea of creating a, a Y folder, um, which is a, a, a a place it can be physical at mine's digital at the moment because of how I'm working, but it's a place where you save moments that remind you why you do what you do or, or remind you of, of things you want to celebrate about yourself. And so I started a why word document. Um, it's actually a good time because I'm ending my time at my work soon too. And I'm, there's a lot of goodbye emails going back and forth. And so it's actually a bit, it's like hard some days to convince myself to do this, but I've committed to it at least for the end of this work period is in this why document to copy and paste every single nice email that I get from people. Um, I had, I hosted a, a live zoom event and people wrote in the zoom chat, you know, at the very end, like goodbye and nice things and I went in like downloaded the chat copied all the nice things put them in the document and I've never done anything like that and it feels Mm. very strange it feels like man so narcissistic (laughs) but I also know that I it's not something I'll recognize for myself so I, I guess the reason before I said well maybe it's not quite what we're aiming for is that it's still validation from other people that I'm collecting mm. but I think maybe that's that's a good step for me to mm. sort of treasure it focus my attention on it allow people's words to get through to my brain <laughs> and maybe that will give me some inspiration for what I'll tell myself as well yeah, I think I think it's absolutely qualifies as a self-love practice because you're you know putting in the time, you know, you're not doing something you would normally would have done. And it's setting the time to like celebrate yourself. Right. And I think mm-hmm. just the act of copying it over, mm-hmm. like, that's celebrating it. Right. I, 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 I mean, it's you use the word narcissistic, but I have this, like, uh, I have, I also have a, like a Gmail folder where it's whenever I get a nice email, I always just add it to that folder. Oh my God, and I'm like, oh my so God, cool. is that narcissistic? I mean, no. <laughs> it's, it's just, just my internal nice dialogue. <laughs> it's a nice thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just like great. You know, <laughs> emails, I mean, because I am so not like a part of the whole techno. Well, I don't work from home. You're here. Yeah. But I don't, the only emails I get are, what do you call those things that go automatic to you, you know, from all the various, you know, places of where you've traveled. And stuff like that. Yeah. I just get robot emails. I don't get emails from other human beings, it seems like. So I, I, I like what you guys are doing with your, you know, I like that. Yeah. I um I was reminded of another uh, of another thing Adele you you know you you talk about the this pressure that you're putting on yourself and you know I think you were saying how you're you're trying to hand write custom emails to literally everyone you know and I'm like oh my god like you know that that extra hundred and ten if not hundred and fifteen hundred and twenty percent you're putting in to you know all these people you were talking about yeah this this like this weight of i might not be able to see you in person before i leave <laughs> like um do you know the comedian do either of you know the comedian john mulaney 
I think he used to write on Saturday Night Live. To be honest, I don't know him that well either. But <laughs> I did watch this one YouTube clip, and he has this joke uh, that uh, please allow me to butcher it for you right now. It's something like, I hate all new music. Like, all new music is about, like, young people and how tonight's the night and we only have tonight. Oh. <laughs> like, that's just some teenager garbage. <laughs> like, you know, I'm in my mid-30s. When I hear a song, I want a song that goes, how's tonight? Tonight's no good. How about next Wednesday? Next Wednesday, you're in Houston? Well, I guess I'll see you in six months. And it doesn't matter at all. (laughs) You know, that song, where's that song? I mean, especially during COVID, we're all talking online anyways. Yeah, that's a great song. (laughs) So, yeah, I, um, yeah. And, and here's the thing. So I have had a negative reaction to one of these messages, which was my worst fear was to let someone down. Right. It happened. So I guess I'm over it. Um, maybe lost a friendship, but you know what, if that's the reason to lose a friendship, I'm not sure it, how good of a friendship it was. Um, but I found this, I came across this reel on Instagram. I took a screenshot because it seemed very relevant to what I'm experiencing right now. It says, um, it's from the, the Bertina and it says, my boundaries are going to upset people. My boundaries are going to upset me, but in the long run, it feels so good when I set them instead of people, please. So I guess it was, it was just like a nice reminder that even if right now or this weekend, it felt really upsetting to sort of say things that I don't, that feel uncomfortable in the long term. Mm-hmm. It really is about setting priorities and doing, like understanding the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think ultimately it's worth it. Yeah. Boundaries. Uh, Susan, do you feel like, um, what's a, what's like an important boundary for, for you that you you always try to keep and mm. yeah I don't know even if you don't keep sometimes that's okay mm. but what's what's one that's important for you um well I yeah I've been really uh struggling with a lot of boundaries lately um it's almost like I talk myself out of keeping them just to keep the peace. But then what does that do to my insides? You know, it's not keeping the peace inside of me, but it's keeping mm-hmm. the peace with the neighbor or what have you. Right. Um, some, yeah. Boundaries that I think there's more boundaries that happening at work that, um, that I'm really getting better at. And that is just not, not taking on on more work than you know my body can handle or my mind can handle or what have you and they tend to really oh over the you know many years that I've worked there I used to work like full out just like nuts and I did put I laid the boundary down and and um and it gets stepped over every once in a while but you know, all I have to do is go to my manager and and talk about it and she agrees with me and she really she reinforces the fact that I am said I'm still setting that boundary there. Um, so I would have to say that that is something that is pretty bang on, but it's maybe in the personal aspect of my world that I'm still working on a few boundaries. I've got one in particular that, Oh yeah, it's just, and it's just, it's in my gut and it's just turning around because I haven't, I haven't verbalized it. And I, and I guess I'm maybe in, I'm just afraid of the outcome and, and it's, it's a neighbor issue and you know, they're stepping on, they're stepping on my boundaries right now. And <laughs> they're building on the, the beachfront. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so uh, thank you for bringing that to my attention because I'm working on it. Uh, um, Adele, I like, I really like that, that post that you, that you read the, what was it? Um, boundaries are going to upset others. Boundaries are going to upset myself. It it makes me think of um, like you know doing doing the good thing is 
often hard, right? Or like the thing that's hard is like what you know is good, but because it's hard, it is good. Like there's just like, there's such an interconnection between, yeah, doing the good thing and the hard thing. Um, Mm. That's so... That takes work. Yeah. Yeah, it takes work. Like, you know, not everybody can do the hard thing. And so that's why so much... You know, it's so easy to just always take the easy path, you know, always let the boundaries erode, always maybe phone it in or be lazy or whatever. But, you know, to do the good thing is it's like by definition, the hard thing. Um, Yeah, that's what I was reminded in. Yeah, both of what you guys just shared. Mm Oh, yeah. And, you know, one time I asked, I remember how good it felt when I did talk to somebody at work and, you know, this, this coworker and she's bless her heart. I love her. She's great. Everybody there. My name is Susan. Everybody who knows me, a lot of people in my family call me Suze. Right. And so a lot of the girls at work call me Suze. Nobody ever calls me Susan, but this one girl, she calls me Susie. (laughs) (laughs) And a Is lot that of, a boundary for you? Yeah, that 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 did. That did. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I took it the whole day, and she would Susie, and she's got, and she's just so sweet, but her voice is really just like Susie. Anyways, I took it the whole day. I went home. The next day, I came to work, and I said, "I just have to talk to you." And you got a minute. Yeah, okay. I said. Could you please not call me Susie? You can call me anything else, but don't call me Susie because it reminds me of when a boyfriend, an old boy, ex-boyfriend used to call me Susie like I was his little Susie or something. And whenever you say that word, it just reminds me of, of him. And, oh, my God, she was mortified. She just said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I said, yeah, well, you know what? I just like I I'm. I need to, I need to express that boundary right there. So, and it worked and she's never really called me that since. So it's, yeah, it just seems so, so silly. And, you know, I just didn't know how to, you know, I mean, it was just such a silly thing in a it seemed silly, but it wasn't silly. It was a trigger for me. And yeah, yeah. Good to know that. So she was happy to hear that. So, yeah. Oh, that must have felt so good to acknowledge it. And then it's out there and then it solves solves the the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's, um, I don't know if everyone has this problem. I know a lot of people will speak their mind immediately when there's something that they don't like. Mm. Um, But I also know a lot of people who will sit with slightly uncomfortable things because they, like for me, I just, you know, I can deal with it it'll be fine. But then it just sort of accumulates to the point where there's just so many things that I'm sort of dealing with, but I could just address them by saying, you know what? I don't like this or this isn't working for me. It's, it's an ongoing challenge (laughs) of like acknowledging having a, 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 it's not even a conflict. It's just a, it's just addressing a, a source of discomfort and not, assuming that I need to take on that discomfort just because I can, like I'm worth the time and the energy of approaching this head on and, and, and resolving it. Mm. And yeah, I think that, I think that would be a a form of self-love that um, I'd like to practice more is actually dealing with those things earlier. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Is it too vague? (laughs) (laughs) um i i think um uh sometimes it's like you know you get in your own head of like this is such a small thing is it even worth bringing up and then you start doubting yourself of like oh it's just a name like just get over it like you know and and then you like you you you're i'm afraid i bring it up and say Oh, like it was just a joke. Calm down. Or, oh, like, you know, I, I didn't mean anything. Like, why are you overreacting about this? And mm-hmm. that I think is that 
that that fear of oh am i overreacting about that that's held me back from so many um <laughs> instances when yeah maybe like i was being disrespected or a boundary was crossed and mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I think that chips away at your self-confidence you know it chips away at your dignity it chips away at this like you're not worth being called by your name properly <laughs> um yeah like that that like that's insidious you know like what you're saying about the the discomfort that prolongs for such a you know it's just um you know what's the term microaggressions right like it's just yeah. like and then after you know a lifetime of that what are you left with you're just left with nothing and it's like oh i don't even you know um, people can call me whatever they want and well, you know you're like you're devaluing yourself as a human <laughs> yeah yeah oh my gosh this is really making me think i need to address some things in my life <laughs> 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 but it's so true it's just so tiny but then you add it all up and it's like oh you know why does this keep happening in my life it's because it's because of you know uh, continuing to sort of accept certain patterns and not address them and then they come back in different ways i think that's really that's really helpful yeah Mm. okay i'm going to talk to my neighbor tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) yes Yes, but the thing is whenever i am ready to have that conversation i've gone over it in my mind they don't they're never out there in the garden right where i wanted to have this conversation and I mean they're they were in the garden all weekend long and I I didn't I didn't have the conversation I I I just kind of ran away I I ran away because he can be aggressive and there are two some and you know I'm on my own here and I I almost felt like I I approached Mm -hmm. them I, I might get ganged up on and I I didn't really want to think about it. It was just a little bit too much for me, but it's, it is something that I'm going to, I am going to do. Um, yeah. Because I, you know, I owe it to myself to put the boundary up. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is definitely helpful. Oh my good. That is what we like to hear. <laughs> Susan. I, I don't think we're going to get a better ending for our episode. Action. <laughs> Just, you know, like, <laughs> this is decisive. Maybe um, that could be our new pattern or our new um, process as we end each episode with action items that each person is going to take away. Is that too intimidating? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I like that. Susan, thank you so much oh for the last hour. This was so good. Um, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> so, so many sharing, so many good feelings um i've learned so much and i'm just i'm really honored to be in both your presence like thank you so much for having me this has been i'm just i've i'm coming away feeling so inspired and truly thank you (laughs) thank you thank you so much Wow. Well, well, listeners, th- there you have it. Um, another episode of Fidget. Um, if you have any questions, if you have, um, you want to share your daily self love with us, if you want to tell us what boundaries you are going to lay down, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at fidgetpodcast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram, which is also fidgetpodcast. We have a Patreon if you'd like to support the work that we're doing. Any, um, You can sign up to be a pa- – I still haven't figured out the term. I think it's Patreon. And you will receive a newsletter that is curated by Jason. Um, and then the other thing is if you're feeling inspired or if you want to share your action items with us in a public way, you can leave us a review. And that will help us reach more listeners who could benefit from these kinds of conversations. We'd love the support. Oh my goodness. And with that, we thank Thomas for our theme song, Cheyenne for our logo, and we thank you all for listening. Um, and Dwayne for our website. Dwayne for our website. Wow, this is turning into quite a community. <laughs> um, but I guess, yeah, until next time. Adele Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Oh, okay.